Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You talking to me? You Hello and welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. This week I'm your host Andy Furlong. Coming up on the show I will be reviewing The Cider House Rules. I'll have some film recommendations for you guys. But coming up now, still Alice. Who can take us seriously when we are so far from who we once were? Our strange behaviour and fumbled sentences change others' perceptions of us and our perception of ourselves. We become ridiculous, incapable, comic. But this is not who we are. This is our disease. And like any disease, it has a cause, it has a progression, and it could have a cure. My greatest wish is that my children, our children, the next generation do not have to face what I am facing. But for the time being, I'm still alive. I know I'm alive. I have people I love dearly. I have things I want to do with my life. I rail against myself for not being able to remember things. But I still have moments in the day of pure happiness and joy. And please do not think that I am suffering. I am not suffering. I am struggling. 
So Still Alice, directed by Richard Glatzer and Wash Westmoreland, a great name that is, um, starring Julian Moore, Alec Baldwin, Kristen Stewart, Kate Bosworth. Despite the all-star cast, this is very much Julian Moore's movie and as far as I'm concerned, Julia Moore is an actress who should have an Academy Award permanently attached to her. She's very seldom less than great in anything she's in. She's been nominated for an Academy Award before in movies like Boogie Nights, The End of the Affair, Far From Heaven and The Hours. Which, looking at the list right in front of me, means she's been nominated for an Academy Award each decade since the 90s. Which is pretty consistent by any actor's standards. But it was her role for this film, Still Alice, that finally bagged her the Academy Award. Now, with all this Academy Award hype, I should mention, I don't think much of the Academy Awards in general. But I think in this case, they got it absolutely right, because I think this is definitely her best performance to date. Julia Moore plays Alice, a linguistics teacher who is diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease at the very young age of 50. Um... Both her and her husband, played by Alec Baldwin, are both very career-driven. It's fair to say they are both intellectuals. And Alice is very much the matriarch of her family. All of which changes once she has been diagnosed with this disease. And in the words of my friend who I recommended this movie to, what a way to find out about an illness. And it's true, it's very hard to depict illness on screen without falling into a number of trappings. I'm talking about things like sanctifying the person with the illness and not making them a fully rounded person. A lot of times these movies can feel like hallmark midweek movies that seem downright offensive. There's a scene in the film The Faults in Our Stars which is a movie about teenagers who have cancer. There's a character in that who permanently keeps an unlit cigarette at all times as a metaphor which I thought was pretty ridiculous. Then you have movies like Silver Linings Playbook which treats mental illness in a kind of pulpy, Adam Sandler-esque type way. Both of these movies, I have to say, I like, by the way. Um, But my point is, Still Alice is a rare movie. It's a movie that doesn't hide away from things. It treats the person with the illness as a character, even as more and more of her personality disappears as her mental capacity declines. It's in the title, for God's sake, Still Alice. Um... This movie had me on the edge of tears throughout, despite being funny on occasion and never feeling like the movie was manipulating me at all. Everything Alice did in this movie felt natural to me and how her family reacts and deals with it felt equally right for that particular family as well. Because here's the thing, it's very easy to judge and it's very easy for a movie like this to take a righteous stand for a particular cause especially considering an issue as delicate as this. But the movie never does. Like all the best movies around, it's left to you to decide what would you do in that situation. Is Alice better off dead? Who knows how her family reacts? Especially her husband. I could see where he was coming from in some of the things concerning his career, especially later in the movie. But at the same time, I couldn't help being disgusted by him as well. But again, the judgment is left up to you. It's a difficult situation. Even Alice herself says at one point she wishes she had cancer. There's no need for a comparison, of course, but Alzheimer's preys on you until you become a shell of your former self. 
but still being physically there even though mentally you will slowly cease to be it's scary stuff and this film does a great job showing it in such a matter of fact kind of way there's no emotional piano music to ram home the emotion instead it's shown in subtle things like the editing and the passage of time which becomes more disorientating and confusing as the movie progresses i can't recommend this movie enough it's hard to tackle something as delicate as this and do it justice and still alice does that i think it's a masterpiece so definitely check that one out The next film I will be having a look at this week is The Cider House Rules. In other parts of the world, young men leave home and travel far and wide in search of a promising future. The only reason people journey here is for the orphanage. They wanted a girl, girl. Nobody ever wants me. I came as a physician to the abandoned children and unhappily pregnant women. Good night. You princes of Maine, you kings of New England. So I became the caretaker of many, father of none. Well, in a way, there was one. His name was Homer Wells. And it was always clear to me that he was a special boy. You are a skilled and gifted surgeon. I'm not a doctor. I haven't been to medical school. I haven't even been to high school. Doubtless you will let me know when you're going to find a more gratifying life. I was wondering if you could give me a ride. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Now, the director of Cider House Rules, Lass Hallstrom, is an interesting one. He's directed good movies like What's Eating Gilbert Grape and Hatchie, A Dog's Tale. And movies like The 100 Foot Journey, which I liked a lot less than the other two. Thankfully, Cider House Rules falls into the former. And it certainly occurred to me after watching it as to where exactly Hallstrom's strengths as a movie maker lies. And it's interesting to note that both Gilbert Grape and Cider House Rules are adapted from a novel. Because I think he's very good at making films feel like this is exactly how you would have imagined the novel on screen. Now, I mean specifically if you hadn't actually read the novels. His movies feel like a novel on screen in a similar way to what the Shawshank Redemption always felt like to me, if you know what I mean. And that's both a bad and a good thing in The Cider House Rules, which I'll get to in a second. So the film stars Tobey Maguire as Homer, a boy who was raised in an orphanage in the 1940s. And trained to be a doctor there by Dr. Wilbur, played by Michael Caine who despite being nominated for an Academy Award for this performance, 
feels like he's going to break out into a Cockney accent at any moment. Now, having said that, I actually enjoyed his performance and generally, when it comes to Michael Caine, I do anyway. So Homer is pretty much expected to take over the role he was groomed for ever since a boy as the doctor of the orphanage. But he throws a spanner into the works when he decides to leave the orphanage and see the world for himself. Now, Tobey Maguire is not what I would call a good actor, but he is a likeable one and is... A certain type of role he's very good at playing and that is the kind of blank slate empty vessel type character that's used as, as our gateway into a particular world in the movie the great gatsby he was used to great effect to let us peer into the extravagantly rich world of gatsby played by leonardo dicaprio and inside the house rules he pretty much serves the same purpose Except in this case, he's our gateway into the world in general. Due to him living within the confines of the orphanage his whole life. He's only ever seen one movie and has never seen the ocean. Stuff like that. He's very much a blank canvas when he leaves home and decides to work at a family run orchard. Now without spoiling anything, a lot of what happens inside the house rules you've seen before. And it's not exactly groundbreaking. Although I am a sucker for these types of stories in general. But what's interesting about the side of house rules isn't the events themselves per se. Or the choices the characters make. But rather the central idea that everybody has their own set of rules. And that there is no universal morality system that governs the world in which we live. And just because you think something is wrong doesn't necessarily mean it is wrong. It's the great concept, a philosophy I agree with wholeheartedly. And something that is explored through many elements of the plot in this movie. Such as things like abortion, infidelity and even incest. It doesn't shy away from any of that. Now I said before that this is adapted from a novel. And I think the latter half of the film shows it. Because while great detail and care is taken in relation to the pacing in the first half of the movie. The second half felt rushed. A lot of things happened too fast and it felt very crammed. I even found out after that massive elements from the novel were cut due to budget and time reasons. And while, it's, and while that's fair enough, it didn't sort out the problems with the final third of the film especially. Now having said that, I think The Side of House Rules is a very good classic American tale with a great philosophy as a steady undercurrent throughout and it's a recommendation for me as well. <laughs> So now we get to the part of the show where I recommend some alternative uh, film recommendations for you this week. Um, my first film recommendation this week is Rudderless, directed by William H. Macy, starring Billy Crudup and Anton Yelchin. And this movie took me by surprise, actually. In many ways, it shouldn't work. But for some reason, well, mainly the directing and the performances, it does. A grieving father, played by Crudup, comes across his recently deceased son's demo tapes and lyrics and forms a band playing those songs which kind of helps him emotionally to an extent like i say sounds cheesy it shouldn't work but it does the movie is heartfelt sincere the relationship between crudup and yelchin is entertaining um the songs which usually would make my eardrums cry work within the context of the movie and the movie even manages to drop an emotional bombshell into a story which I thought the movie was very brave to do and handle it very well. 
which unfortunately I can't get into because it's spoiler territory, but it's a very good movie and that is rudderless and certainly a recommendation for me. My next film recommendation this week is a film called Christmas Again, starring Kentucker Adley, Hannah Gross and directed by Charles Pokel. This film is about a guy named Noel who travels to New York every winter to sell Christmas trees. Returning without the help of his long-term girlfriend this time, he's an emotional wreck. And let's just say, not into the Christmas spirit, to put it mildly. Um, Noel is played brilliantly by Adler, who I think is definitely one to watch in the future. He really captures the despair and the inner depression of a man whose emotional state is in direct contrast to all the goodwill normally associated with this time of year. He even asks to work the night shift selling Christmas trees. He's feeling that antisocial. Now, even though this movie sounds and is depressing enough, it still has your typical Christmas message buried underneath, although for most the movie it's hard to find. But it's a decent little movie and one you guys should have a look at for sure. My final recommendation this week is another Christmas movie, actually. It's called The Ref, starring Dennis Leary, Kevin Spacey and Judy Davis, directed by Ted DeMay, who directed such movies as Blow and the movie Life, starring Eddie Murphy. Um... This is a comedy about a cat burglar played by Leary who takes a bickering married couple hostage and pretty much the central joke throughout is how much they argue which was pretty funny even as a one note kind of gag. It's interesting to look back now. This movie was made in 94 but it's interesting to see just how at ease and talented Spacey is when it comes to comedy as well as drama. I think he should do more comedy. But anyway, if you're looking for a kind of alternative Christmas movie for the holidays, you can't go wrong with The Ref. It's not overloaded on sweetness like most Christmas movies. It's got bad language, some very good gags, and it's worth watching. That movie again is The Ref. And that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks for listening. I'll be back in probably two weeks' time with a countdown of the best of the year. Thanks for listening. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.